0: Welcome back, everyone, to our podcast. I'm Darcy. I'm Kyle. Welcome to Quality Matters, where we believe quality impacts us everywhere from the oil fields to our education system. You need the edge of quality in your organization. Listen as we discuss quality matters. Um, before we dive into the, today's episode and topic, I'd like to read a couple of our reviews. Um, these may be from a couple of weeks ago. I'm not really sure. I don't have the dates in front of me. Um Jane Tan 95 said, quality matters to all of us. Kyle and Darcy are taking the discussions to the next level. Give them a listen. You won't be disappointed. I appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate that one. The next one from Lori P6 says, the question of quality is often overlooked until there is a problem. That
1: is often the truth.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I'm learning that that is the it truth. Is the truth. And I agree. And I don't even know if it's overlooked or uh, ignored.
1: It depends on the person, the company, but somewhere in between sometimes.
0: But I guess we don't really need to rev- review Lori P's reviews. So, <laughs> anyways, they go on to say, I love listening to Kyle and Darcy presenting QM as essential in ways I considered. They managed to break the info down and make it intriguing. Just enough time to keep my interest. Oh, I like that comment too, because we really talked about and considered how long to make our podcast. So we appreciate that, and they said I'm looking forward to new episodes. So that's cool. Um, so today's episode's kind of interesting. We always look and work to find things that you don't typically think as quality being involved in. Um, this one was an article I found at um, about the post office. Okay, in Jacksonville. <laughs> in Jacksonville, um, and Florida, Jacksonville, Florida. And they are being fined for having their employees work in a high heat.
1: Okay, tell me more.
0: Okay, so they said people's health is number one, and I think it was like 111 degree, heat index up to 107. That was fun. They said, and um, this very short article I found said that they have been fined for the same rule five times since 2014 across the country.
1: Okay, so this across the country. It's not just a single location.
0: It's, it's not that location that's been okay. fined five times, but um, the whole country since 2014. So that kind of sparked my interest because um, my dad worked for the post office for years. Right. And just retired from the post office. So I thought, oh, let me go look and see what else I can find. And there was quite a bit hmm. that you can find. And not necessarily all heat related. Okay. But a lot of it. So the first one is like I mentioned, they were fined 129,336 dollars for this heat-related situation in Jacksonville. Really? Yeah. Well, I, I think they have so many you probably know better than me. They have so many days to answer back to the OSHA report or complaint yes, or however I have it comes through. so
1: been involved in that once.
0: Okay. Um, in Austin, Texas, they were fined for unsafe working conditions. Any details, Repeat Sarah? safety violations. I don't have it in front of me. Okay. Um, oh, yes, I do. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. We're a little discombobulated. We're actually recording this one in our garage because we were too busy to do it in the conference room this week, so I'm trying to uh, look at my papers and make sure I talk into the microphone the right way, and Kyle's giving we'll have me...
1: have to put a picture because we are literally on... Like a plastic card table Yeah. a six-foot folding table. Yeah,
0: and uh, we're trying to be far enough away from each other that it doesn't record both mics. Anyways, um, so I apologize. We sound like we don't know what's going on. I do. I just got to find the right article without trying to shuffle the papers into the microphone. So this one in Austin is... Oh, this is interesting. It's from... (laughs) Stop! You just made me snort on our podcast. That's so embarrassing. Okay. Okay, this is He can't get it together. I'm just going to keep talking. Um, An employee suffered injuries after being ejected from a powered industrial truck. Holy crap. They cited the USPS for failing to ensure... Powered industrial truck operators obeyed traffic regulations, exposing employees to trip hazards, and failing to label electrical panels and breakers.
1: Simple stuff. You know, people listening might be going, I thought this was quality podcast and not health and safety, but it's, in so many ways, it's all the same. It's just, it's a shift of who your customer is and what their requirements are. So, like, we've talked about supplier stuff before, right? So, obviously, we know who our customer is when we're selling stuff. When it's health and safety, we just shift the focus.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I still think it goes back to quality, because from what I understand, you help them write policies and procedures, and policies and procedures that fit the guidelines but work for them.
1: Correct. So,
0: if it's something that works for them, they should be using it.
1: Yeah, and I go in and I do forklift uh, training and certification classes as well, and it's never the same from one organization to the other. Everyone's got different uh, facilities, different uses. Different people. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the caliber of people sometimes changes the way you do the training so as well.
0: What I, kind of what I've heard you say before is you can do what you want. This is my recommendation, Correct. but it has to fit these guidelines. So exactly. this is my recommendation to fit those guidelines. Exactly. But do what works for your company yes. as long as it follows the guidelines. True. Okay. So this next one, that one in Austin that I mentioned was from October of
1: 2018. Oh, so That's
0: recent. Yeah. Um, this one is from December of 2016 and it's in Virginia at one of their distribution centers. Okay. Um, they are fined $178,000 for safety hazards. Interesting. It says they started the OSHA started their inspection in June of 2016 in response to a complaint alleging employee exposure to struck by hazards. You know what that those would are?
1: probably be forklift as well, where you're struck by some. It sort mentions
0: of object. so it's oh, the repeat violations
1: that's where you really get in trouble with those. Just repeat,
0: yeah. Uh, they were the workers were allowed to operate powered industrial trucks <laughs> again without seat belts. Oh, employees exposed to caught between hazards. Oh, and power industrial trucks used without being expected, inspected. I
1: think as a sidebar to this, I might go ahead and record my own little video we can put on YouTube, Mm -hmm. where I'll just talk about different forklift hazards and why these things really matter so much, but maybe this isn't the right format for that, but I'll make sure it's in the show notes so that folks can go check that video out.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, when most of us think about the post office, we just think about them delivering the mail. We don't necessarily think about the back end where they've got to have... um, the forklifts and the big mail trucks to mm-hmm. deliver from one city to the next and things like that. Um, so here's another, I'm just kind of going through these and I guess we can just keep talking about them as we go through. Uh, they're all from OSHA. Uh, I got all this from postalnews.com is what it says. The website hmm. is.
1: So it's all easily accessible information.
0: Very easy. Um, this one is in Maryland again from December of 2016 The this is a big one. USPS was fined three hundred and forty-two thousand dollars. Wow. The workers were exposed to blood-borne pathogen hazards, and um,
1: I was talking about that um, just yesterday at a a site that I was at. Uh, They're getting certified ISO forty-five thousand one, which is the new health and safety standard. And I saw that they had a bloodborne pathogens program, but they didn't have one for first aid and CPR. For anyone listening, a lot of folks probably know why they're connected, but if you're expected to perform first aid or CPR as a part of your job function, mm-hmm. the company is also required to give you a bloodborne pathogens training so you know the different diseases that you can get and how to guard yourself from it and precautions When to take.
0: performing first aid or CPR. Correct. Mm-hmm.
1: And along with that, they're also required to offer you um, a hepatitis B vaccination. You don't have to take it, but they have to offer it. And let me tell you, it's a booger, but that, you want to get it.
0: <laughs> that's what this is listed. Um, so there was a complaint alleging employee exposure to blood and other potentially infectious bodily fluids while handling packages labeled as containing biological infectious material. So that the packages were like labeled, and it says um, the willful violations relate to the employer's failure to have an implemented, written, bloodborne pathogens exposure control plan. Th-
1: this is basic stuff. I mean, it really is. If you're putting in a safety program, this is one of the immediate programs you put in, because someone at your organization... Should be expected to respond if someone gets hurt, even if it's just the owner of the company.
0: Yeah, and it says that the they didn't offer the vaccine, they failed to implement a hazard communication program, uh, they didn't train workers for the bloodborne pathogen protection, or provide them with properly sized gloves.
1: Oh my gosh, this is all so it's so basic, but these are things that most folks don't think about it, especially if you're you're involved in the production aspect of the job. Maybe you're not thinking about it, but these are simple things that truthfully any safety consultant would probably talk about within the first hour of being on site.
0: Yeah, I don't know why they haven't brought one in. Especially look I mean, these are all recent that we've mentioned. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's more if I dug further.
1: Well, something that I've seen twice recently Um, is facilities have old procedures that they probably haven't used for five years. Like maybe they had a program in place, but they just kind of fell to the wayside. And I don't, I mean, I'm just taking, taking guesses here, but it may be likely that they've had something in place in the past, but through management changes and lack of communication, it just fell to the wayside.
0: But isn't that where we've kind of talked before about like corporate or home off home office, so to speak, having their own QA team? Yep. Or whatever. I don't know how the USPS works. And if, don't either. Because I know it used to be part of the federal government, but now it's under some different. I don't really know entity I, or something. I don't know. Maybe. But I'm I mean, when you think turn. about the
1: sheer number of facilities that they have,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we are bound to have problems, but that doesn't mean it's an excuse for, for them to occur.
0: Well, and when you think of how many thousands of dollars it's costing them mm-hmm. to keep this stuff up, I mean, one was 178000 one was 340 thousand. Yeah. I mean, that's two fines that are over $500,000.
1: And OSHA doesn't generally step in and issue fines unless it's multiple hospitalizations. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's kind of what you said, this, the word willful. Well, mm-hmm. that's a real particular word. Meaning that they knew of the hazard and chose not to do anything about it. Well, this kind of goes to what Mo said on our last podcast, right? Mo said is when you get the advice from the health and safety experts, follow it. Right. So when you don't follow it, then you now willful. have no excuse to not know. Now it becomes a willful violation, and OSHA hammers down on that. And I've had an OSHA knock on our door once before, and at
0: your previous, yeah, company? at the previous
1: company. And it was no big deal. We we looked at what they said. Um, we disagreed with their with their assessment, but at the same time, I also kind of agreed as well. So so we put a new facility. It's basically we need to have a place for the guys to eat lunch, a better lunch, better lunch room. Mm-hmm. So we put a better lunch room in place. And once that was finished, we sent them a picture and an invoice, and we never heard from them again.
0: So I feel like and I've probably said this before that OSHA and ISO these things feel really big to people that aren't familiar with them. Oh yeah. And I can you know imagine as a postal worker whether you're management or a mm-hmm. carrier or whatever that feels like I don't I, I would think even as a postal worker it's not something I would consider that I need to look at.
1: No, you wouldn't. You really need to rely on your leadership team to to guide the way now that doesn't mean that safety is not your responsibility 100 is your responsibility but and I'll, I'll go into more detail on the uh the video i'm going to post i don't I'm trying to hold myself back here from going <laughs> on to a forklift rant um i really do enjoy the forklift trainings oh um my <laughs> i know i'm a geek i know i know yeah. <laughs> um but wearing a seat belt on a forklift right Why are what well, you would you need to wear a seat belt on a vehicle that moves five maybe 10 miles an hour and weighs more than a you know extended cab, super F two fifty, right? Okay,
0: but don't tell us.
1: I won't. Don't I tell won't. us. I won't. I won't. Post it but in the you, YouTube video. Okay, wait. I, mean, I want to yeah. take
0: a break right here because I mentioned on our last podcast that we're still looking for a sponsor. So if you are our spon- were our sponsor, this is where we would mention your company name and your slogan and how your quality policies agree with our quality policies and. We take a little time about out of our podcast, right in the middle of our podcast, <laughs> to share your information. So again, if sponsoring is something you're interested in, find either one of us on LinkedIn or at our website, texasqualityassurance.com. We'd love to talk to you about that. Absolutely. Let's go on to our next article that I found. This is another uh, OSHA site, USPS. Uh, this is a heat illness one. So to Des Moines, Iowa employees suffered a heat illness.
1: Now, correct me if wrong. It's not as hot there as it is in Jacksonville, Florida.
0: Um, it was in July of 2016 when this occurred, okay. and the heat index reached more than 111 degrees. Woo! That's fun. Yeah, it was a 47-year-old... This is, There were two, but this one says it was a 47-year-old female carrier... And she had to be transported to the ER. Wow. And she had walked about five miles in the heat that day.
1: Well, how much I mean, I imagine if they're a carrier walking five miles, she's probably laden down with a lot of equipment. Not equipment, but uh the packages, mail. mailing yeah.
0: Yeah, I just as a side note, when I first started talking to Kyle about this, he was like, Well, why are the mail carriers walking? <laughs> <And> I- <laughs> I said, well, Kyle, not everybody is in like a suburban neighborhood. Or, you know, even if they are, sometimes they have better weather. Again, we're in Houston where it's yeah. hot. Yeah. So I wouldn't want our mail carriers walking anywhere. No,
1: I agree. And and you might think, well, well, that's not too bad to walk through it. But, I mean, we don't know how long this person was a mail carrier. We don't know anything about their health or what the requirements were on them. But, you know, I can say that my high school self that used to work out in the hayfields with my grandfather... He didn't bother me at all. Now I'm a little bit older.
0: Eh, I don't
1: like to be outside so long, and you know, it, it could cause problems.
0: Well, she yeah, she was 47. Yeah. So, but again, we don't know how long she has been working there. Um, it says in 2012, the agency cited the USPS after the heat-related death of a mail carrier in Missouri. Oh wow. In 2012, and it says since January 2016, OSHA has investigated 16 related deaths reported to the agency.
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, so so let's talk about about heat for a second. When you first read this to me, or at least brought it up, I hadn't even heard all these details till now, but my first thought was, oh, my gosh, it's just hot outside. Just get a drink of water. But if I'm really honest with myself... We're in a much more sedentary society than we were 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. We really are. Like, we're yeah. just not accustomed. Even our
0: kids aren't. No. Don't go outside as much as they
1: used to. No, absolutely. And so these things need to be considered when you look at the risk of the operation and the risk of the process. And then if you decide or did not decide, determine it's a risk, well, what are your controls? You know, I had a, we had a turbine casing once. And this thing's like almost two stories tall. And we had 20 guys working under it and like four or five of them welding. It was over 120 degrees under there. Um, So we had, you know, immediately stopped the work, pulled everyone out. We went and bought the biggest industrial size fans that we could get. And we bought ice chests and ice chests of all of these popsicles every day. We actually had um, a courier bring us popsicles every day until we were done with this. Project. But weren't they
0: like Gatorade popsicles? Yeah, or yeah, they're like Gatorade type like, popsicles. Yeah. yeah, they've got
1: these special hydration ones. They they charge a lot extra for it, but it is good. Yeah. Um, and so that's what we did. I mean, was it the ideal working environment? No, but we ensured that no one working in that situation was in that hazardous situation ever again.
0: So I'd just like to take a minute to say that Kyle is a very valuable member to your team. He he knows these rules, and he's going to fight for these guys and make sure that what needs to be And he's going to fight for your company yeah. to make sure, like, that you're doing what you're supposed to do to keep these fines from happening. But back to our article, it does – they have recommendations. They say that they should – um, acclimate their workers to hot environments, allow frequent water breaks, give them ample time to rest and mm-hmm. give them shade. Um, they even recommend trained supervisors to go in the field and conduct in-person evaluations of their employees when it's hot.
1: Now that's a good idea right there. I mean, well, that's great for so many reasons. One, they're going to get appreciation for what their guys are doing, which anyone should have. Yeah. Um, and you get that that, that personal in-the-moment feedback that yeah. maybe you wouldn't get when they get back to the office after they cool down.
0: Yeah, so I agree. I definitely like, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. If you're going to send your employees out there, then you need to go out there and see what it's like. And I think that's probably what made you such a good quality assurance manager or whatever yeah. <laughs> your official title was because you. <laughs> you, you would go out there with the guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And help them out.
1: Well, and it's the same thing with... uh with any audits that I do, you know, I'll spend maybe 30 minutes talking to the quality manager, talking to the executives when I do an audit, and then I want to go do a facility tour, and the facility tour is going to last two hours, guaranteed, yeah. because I'm going to talk to everyone. I want to know what they're doing, and sometimes it catches folks off guard because they're, they're really kind of curious, the management folks at the company, catch them off guard because all I'm doing is asking four or five guys on the floor, well, what do you do? And we, we just have a conversation. Um, but you and can it learn. sounds
0: very simple.
1: Yes, it is. It looks so incredibly simple. Mm-hmm. I have no technical questions. I'm not asking them to recite the quality policy. I'm not asking them for their corrective action procedures. We're just having a good conversation. But if you talk to three welders about what they're doing, and you talk to the inspection team, and then you talk to the service preparation guys, and they're all telling a similar story, you kind of have an idea of where you're going to be at. But if the service prep guys are telling you something different from the welders,
0: eh, then everybody's not on the same page. Right. And you know that. You
1: know, you know what you're getting into.
0: Yeah. I have a few more articles. We're running a little bit short on time. Here's another one uh, out of Des Moines again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is about exposing workers to mold elect- and electrical hazards from an unrepaired water leak. See, this
1: just, again, these are basic things
0: it says one repeated and four serious safety violations yeah
1: these are just basic things and here's the here's the the problem is if you get OSHA to actually literally knock on your door and come look it's so easy for an outside person to find problems in your facility um, mm-hmm. I, I do I've started doing a, what we call QMS assessments mm-hmm. it can be against quality health safety environmental whichever management system we're working with. But folks are very surprised at how quickly an outside perspective can find problems. And so you're bringing OSHA in where these OSHA inspectors, a lot of them are, I mean, they are seasoned professionals for safety mm-hmm. and, of course, know the law inside and out because they help write it. Right. He, he, the, um, I, I worked with a guy once. Um, he's the one actually got me trained as a forklift Trained as a trainer for forklifts, mm-hmm. and he used to be an OSHA inspector, and so he quit to do safety consulting full time. And I asked him, I said, "So when you were an OSHA inspector, what was the first thing you'd look for? Like what cued you in?" That oh, you were y'all better have a listen to this.
0: <laughs> Let's hear what OSHA's looking for.
1: Oh, it's so simple. He said, "I look to see if the floors are clean." He said, "I look to see if there's a rat nest behind the guy's toolbox." Ugh. I look to see if their uh, cables and wires are straight. He said, "If all of those things are, t- if they take care of their environment." Um, and it's obvious that they keep taking care of it, not where you've got, like, the old kitty litter spills that, you know, they recently just cleaned up because you showed up. Mm-hmm. So that Then you have a good sense of where their mind is and of where their work ethic is.
0: And I think I've made this comparison before, but it's sort of when you write your own essay or paper for college or high school and you read over it and you read it as what you want it to say, mm-hmm. just like you walk around – we walk around in our house every day and we ignore the mess. But if a yep. you know friend comes over right. or your mother in law comes over, <laughs> they might say, "Ooh, look at how dusty her blinds are," mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. So you know, in any situation, an outsider can see things better than Agreed. somebody inside. So it's really beneficial for people to pull in a consultant like you before OSHA gets involved yeah, or before absolutely. somebody, but I mean, even it sounds like in all these cases, they were already aware they've been cited before and didn't do anything about it. And,
1: and that's where it's really bad. That's where it's really bad.
0: Yeah. So, Oh, one last one before we close up here. Cause I think you'll like this one. I mean, not like this one. It's not, um, They are investigating a grease fire, this was from 2016, at St. Louis after the USPS failed to maintain working fire extinguishers.
1: Again, such basic stuff. But it's never the complicated things that cause the problem. Not never. It's rarely the complex things that cause the problems. It's the basic stuff.
0: Yeah, so they actually had a fire. Uh The employees went to get the extinguishers, and they weren't charged. Ah. Yeah, so... um, Oh, it looks like they didn't maintain their fire alarm system either. Yeah. Um, Again,
1: these are things that when a safety consultant shows up, I'm telling you, within the first hour or two, they're going to talk about first aid, they're going to talk about fire, they're going to talk about fire suppression, they're going to talk about... Hazard identification. I mean, mm-hmm. this is like out. Yeah. And then forklifts. I mean, those first five things, are guarantee you're hitting the first two hours.
0: All right. So I've got more here, but, <laughs> you know, we tr- we work hard to keep it to that 20 minutes. just long enough to keep your interest like somebody yes. else mentioned. So I won't mention any more. Again, it's very easy to find. If you want to search for it, if you find it interesting, you can look up some more of these cases and talk about it. Before we wrap up, though, I want to mention – That we have a giveaway, and we mentioned on our last podcast looking for ideas on how to give it away. So we've come up with something. Listen carefully to the rules. (laughs) (laughs) We have our coffee mug. I'm sure Kyle can put a picture of it in the show notes. Yes. Okay. So we have a coffee mug. We'd like to give two of these away (laughs) for this week. So here's what you have to do. You have to comment and leave it. i got to make sure I say this right because Kyle corrects me every time I talk about it. Comment. Slash leave a review on iTunes. Correct. Of our podcast. Correct. Once you do that, then you can message me on LinkedIn. And Kyle's going to put a link to my profile. Yes. So message me on LinkedIn and say, hey, Darcy, I left a review. Go check it out and give me your name and mailing address and we'll send it on out to you. And the first people that I get a message from that have left a review we'll get their coffee mugs. Sounds good. Does that make sense?
1: Quality matters and coffee matters. Leave a review.
0: <laughs> Did it make sense? that I explain that well enough? It does. All right. So we hope to send out two coffee mugs this week. Leave us a review. Send me a message on LinkedIn and we look forward to hearing from you. What, well, are we on round three? Yeah, I think round three. Okay. That's awesome. Third time's a <laughs> charm. Hopefully. Um.